0: Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. It's Real Talk
1: with Dr. David Anderson. Happy Tough Topic Tuesday to you. Can't wait to talk to you today. I hope you want to talk to me as well. Come on,
0: let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, an expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me, your bridge-building
1: voice right here in the nation's capital. How are you doing today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, Maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone watching me uh, on my socials. At Anderson Speaks is my handle there. If you go to Facebook, just type in Dr. David Anderson. I'm glad to see you there. I'm waving at you now on YouTube Live as well. And, of course, on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country, WAVA, 105.1 FM FM. Right here out of Arlington, Virginia, covering all of the DMV, that's D.C., Maryland, Virginia, parts of West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well. So thanks a lot for tuning in. Well, if you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. First of all, we've got Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and then Open Phone-in Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is fair game. And we have a special weekend edition at Saturday, on Saturdays from 3 to 3.30. If you're not tired of me by then, you can always hang out with me at church if you want to. Bridgeway Community Church. You can learn more about Bridgeway where I pastor by going to bridgeway.cc. Now, yesterday was Marriage Monday, and we talked about finance and romance in relationships. And we're going to continue that theme today because relationships can be really, really difficult when the money's not right. And when the emotion or the romance is not right. And so finance and romance in relationships. And I need you to convince me otherwise. Here's my premise. That women give romance to get finance. Generally speaking. And men give finance to get romance. Generally speaking. Do you believe that? Do you agree with the premise? You can convince me otherwise. I'm influenceable. Uh, Give me a call and let me know. Yes, Doc, I agree with you. No, Doc, I don't agree with you. Or there's an exception. And I'm open to exceptions as well. But a lot of relationships break down because of finance or because of romance. And what I've found is that women will give romance to get finance. Now, Now, I'm not talking about when she's in her 20s and you guys meet at college and he doesn't have any money. He has a vision and he has potential. That's what my wife married. Okay, she she loved me. She loved the fact that I had vision. And as a result, she believed in that vision even though I didn't have any money. And she said, you know, in those younger days, you know, no matter what, I'd, I'd sleep in a hut with you uh, even if you didn't have any money. I'm not marrying you for the money. Got it. But women that I know in their 30s and 40s and 50s, if he doesn't have a job, you know, if he doesn't have any kind of finance, uh, he's probably not going to get any kind of romance. Uh, and I want to know if you all agree with me. Or disagree with me? Did, did I just kind of dumb everything down? Or is there some reality here to real talk, you know, that a guy, he gives finance to get romance, so therefore he may pay for your meal. Or uh, he may show that he likes you uh, by giving you some gifts, putting out some kind of financial investment. He won't do that for a gal that he's not interested in. But if he's interested in her, he may spend some finance to get some romance. Well, y'all tell me what you're thinking. I could be wrong. I can be convinced, but you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to convince me. Here's the phone number, 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Bow with me for just a short word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, so much for your uh, for the opportunity we have to connect with one another on, uh, today's topic. We look forward in this uh, first half hour of talking about romance and finance. And in the second half hour, another topic, Lord, but if, uh, those who want to connect on this topic, we ask that you would, uh, give us a call, uh, that they would give us a call today and that you'd give us direction along the way in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. And amen. Well, there are some other ways you can get a hold of me. You can go to Andersonspeaks.com. That's Andersonspeaks.com. You can connect with me there. But today's topic, at least for the first half of the show, is finance versus romance. Do you think that my premise is right or wrong that men give finance in order to get romance? Or that women give romance in order to get finance. 888-432-7434. You agree or or disagree on this topic? The men and the women who are in relationships probably are both romantic and financial. In other words, it doesn't mean that men are not interested in romance. They are, you know, and, and, and... valentine's day is going to be coming around right uh and women of course are interested in finance no doubt about it uh but do they give romance to get finance do men give finance to get romance so they did a study in new york uh where you know they would show people on the street uh women on the street pictures of men and say rate these men on a scale of one to ten and uh you know ten being wow he's really really good looking one being, no, I'm not attractive. He's not good looking at all. And they would rate the guy. And let's just say the guy's rating uh, would be like a five or a six. Right. And then they would take these same men, but they would add to the, to the man information about his job and the amount of money he made. And so that guy that was a six, all of a sudden people were scoring him at an eight because he was a doctor or he was an engineer making uh $350,000 per year. And as a result of that, Uh, He was able to uh, get a higher rating. And so, ladies, question. Does money, career, make a man more attractive? What do you think? I'd love to hear from you. I'm going to run to my commercial break. When I get back, I'm taking your calls right here on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. If you want to call me on this topic, the number is 888 432 seven four three four have you ever walked into your basement and you weren't quite sure what it was, mold, mildew, cracks, or blistered paint in your walls? Well, listen, you need to call Best Buy Waterproofing. They'll come by, give you a free inspection, and they'll let you know, is it water wreaking havoc on the foundation of your home? They have more than 30 years of experience, and they're ready to give you and all my listeners a free basement inspection. All you got to do is give them a call, 844 980 3707. One more time, here's the number, 844-980-3707, or check them out at bestbuywaterproofing.com. And by the way, if you do business with them, they'll donate $500 to support my radio ministry. So give them a call, Best Buy Waterproofing.
2: education dr david anderson is the new chancellor of a mega graduate school formerly known as oxford graduate school and your education as a working adult is important to him to god and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research go to ogs.edu today and apply or call
0: 1-800-933-6188 welcome back to real talk with dr david anderson Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
1: That's me, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Tough Topic Tuesday. Thanks a lot for hanging out with me here. Hey, listen, this is a great time to get your house checked. If you've got some needs in your basement because of waterproofing needs, mildew, mold, a smelly basement, this is a time to check it out, especially before the winter storms hit you. Also, roofing can be an issue that comes upon you and you're wondering, oh, my gosh, I couldn't believe that the roof is is leaking or falling in. That doesn't have to happen to you. You can get a free inspection. Just go to BestBuyWaterproofing.com. Give them a call. Have them come out and do a free inspection of your basement, your roof, and any other waterproofing needs you may have. Their number is 844-980-3707. That's eight four four nine eight zero thirty seven zero seven. Or once again, just go to Waterproofing dot com and tell them that I sent you. We're talking in the first half hour about romance versus finance, if you will, how they's how they work together with regard to men and women. And my premise is that women give romance to get finance. Generally speaking. And men give finance to get romance, generally speaking, convince me otherwise. I'm ready to hear from you. Let me go to the phone lines. My number's eight 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 four three bridge. Let's see what Leon has to say. He's in washington d c Hello, Leon. It's dr. Anderson here. How you doing today?
3: Oh, wonderful Dr Anderson
1: how you doing? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking? Agree or disagree. Okay.
3: Well, I wanna say this. Uh, um, when you talk about love, you think about what Jesus did as sinners. He gave without anything. I yeah. mean he continually give up. Yeah. Continually, even though we do wrong. Yeah. Now, I say like this this is what I teach my children. When you um are in love with somebody, God will let you know. But then also you would know, and what i what I teach his mind is like this: You work, you go out, and you make your money yourself to provide for you and your family, right but I think it becomes an issue where most people would take debt. Um, and see, I, I look at that as being kind of harsh when you go out mm-hmm. and you have to get finance for money.
4: Right. Um.
3: It's 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 kind of harsh because when you're talking about God's love, you 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 will love a person unconditionally, whether they have anything or not. But sure. I think it's the parents. I think it's the parents that teaches uh, the children how to go out and have harsh ways.
1: But let me just talk about romance for a second, though. If you if your daughter is is dating a man, let's say she's in her her late teens or her 20s or even her 30s, and she's dating a guy and that guy doesn't have a job. She's in love with him now. He's good looking. He treats her nice, but he can't pay for anything. He doesn't have a job. Uh, He hasn't had a job for the last few years as a dad. Yes, you love him unconditionally, but are you ready for him to marry your daughter? What's going on with your phone, Leon?
3: Uh, okay, can you hear me now?
1: Yes, sir. Hello? Yeah, did you hear okay. everything I said?
3: Yes, I did, but I was, and this is what I was saying. How can, if he weren't taught to go out and provide for himself, how can you provide for anybody else? And no, I wouldn't want my daughter to marry him because when they get married and have children, who we're
1: going to take care of the babies. Well, there's your, and there's the point. That's the point I'm, I'm trying to make is that, uh, you know, women will give romance to get finance, but if the guy doesn't have any finance, then uh, she might say, you know what? No romance. I'm going to have to find somebody else. Uh, because I can't be married to this. I can't stay with somebody who's not providing me some financial security. So I appreciate you kicking, kicking it with me on the show today. Okay, my friend.
3: And I understand that that's understandable because, uh, as a, as a husband, you should be able to take in your family. So if you don't have any, I don't think that that's going to work. For right.
1: All. right. Hey, thanks a lot, brother Leon. God bless you, you. Now. Let me go to, uh, Hyattsville, Maryland and talk to T. Hello, Miss T. It's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? Miss T. Are you there? Going once, going twice. Yes, I'm here. Oh, I'm okay. Here. There I'm you here. are. Hello. So, what do you think yes, about today's topic, Madame?
5: It's very interesting. Um, I have, you know, two of my husbands are in heaven. And okay. I thank the Lord for them. Um, just want to say that I never had to compromise myself as a woman of God to give give, give anything that was an abomination unto my Father God. Mm-hmm. or any kind of romance or finance. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I, I think that what you're saying, a lot of people are, there are many that are fooled uh-huh. into that particular scenario, but we that are women of God and men of God are not going to <laughs> say you trade this right that. And they're not going to come, but, you know. So, so you would dis- you would
1: disagree with this premise that I'm giving today. When I'm saying, convince me otherwise. You're trying to convince me otherwise by saying, listen, as a woman of God, I'm not going to give romance or be romantically attracted uh, based on finance. It's going to be based on love, and, and whether the guy and based on the fact that he loves Jesus, and whether he has a dime or not doesn't matter to me. Is that what you're telling me?
5: Oh, it does it does matter. It does matter. So when I when I did get married my first time, first, I mean, you know, for those years before he went home to be with the Lord. Um, I was in school. I was a I was a college student. So
1: uh-huh.
5: I was you know, so he was working and um, you know, he, he you know, he said, Oh yeah, please continue your education, let me continue to support you. I'd love, you know, you be my wife. Hey, but he never asked of anything for me to, to to trade off or anything sure, like that. sure. he respect
1: but he, he had, had a job had a... huh sir, but he had a job,
5: oh most definitely and, uh-huh. I, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. he had a job a <laughs> so man don't work a man don't work, he don't eat right so. right right, right, it <laughs> has to be part of it and I'm saying again, that I, I just want and, to and I'm start. saying
1: that that women uh care about that and and I just want to put it out there because I want men Very to know good. I want men to know that actually. Finance matters, not just romance. And also for women, I want them to beware that sometimes men give finance because they want romance. But at the same time, it's a part of, I think, the way some men are made up. And that is, listen, uh, you can have two hundred thousand dollars in college debt. We're both thirty three years old and I'm so in love with you that I'll marry you and marry that debt because he's going to give finance finance for romance. But I don't know if the reverse is true. You're both 33. She's debt free. He has $200,000 worth of debt and is making $35,000 a year with no sense of potential of getting any higher than $45,000 a year. I'm not sure she's like, but you know what? I love you so much. I'll marry your debt. I just don't know. I'm trying to get people to convince me. otherwise. That
5: that is tough. That, That is very tough. That's very tough, but, you know. In Spirit Field, they're still at the church it. raising
1: hands and praise to Jesus. I'm not saying that. <laughs>
5: yes. yes. But, you know, just our temple, if, if the Lord, if we honor God with our temple and our mind and in, in our life, our walk, you know, put the sticky first, the King of yeah. God, and His righteousness and all these things you be added to you. I, I do believe that, Um, like, he he took, he, my husband, to be, you know, asking me for marriage, I wasn't, I wasn't. A college student, so I, I wasn't going to be working for another couple of years. So right. what I'm saying is that he didn't. He didn't say, "Well, because you ain't working, early. Right. I don't think you're the right fit." No, he loved me. Right. For for me. Right. And and so he said, "We're going to work this thing out together." I'm working, and that you know, love to have you here in So he, you know, he and he and we. He didn't ask me to compromise. You know, right. Know so romance doesn't have he to be said, compromising
1: uh, your morals, but I think you right. you were so lovely. Uh, he was willing to pay whatever was necessary. He's going to take you out, he's going to treat you right because that's what men do when they he when, when they're attracted.
5: They were real men of God. Right. And they didn't ask me to compromise. compromise okay, can I ask you myself?
1: can I ask you a personal a personal question? Um yes, here it is. Having two husbands, both of them have gone home to be with the Lord. Yes, sir. Was it difficult to— like, did you compare at all? Do you know what I mean? Like, I've never, uh, you know, I know my mom was married to two different my dad, and then he died, and she married Reverend Jackson. Now he's passed away. How do you make that? How do you make that shift as a widow who then marries again? Do you just kind of look at them as two distinct opportunities, or what?
5: Definitely, they were both beautiful men of God. They they had their distinct, very distinct. um um, talents and characteristics,
4: uh-huh.
5: and they tr- and they knew how. To, well, the to thing about it, and they respected the Lord and respected, um, you know, godly the godly um, a godly a chance to have a godly mate yeah. as well. So I thank thank the Lord for them cherishing the fact that we both want to walk with the Lord and honor Him as we honor each other. We honor Him. So um, they were two very distinct um, individuals. But they were, you
1: know. And you were blessed and, um, with two godly blessed, men. Huh? You were blessed with two, two godly oh. men.
5: It a bl- it's, it's a third one walking around there, what? but we're still praying for his soul. Oh, okay. All <laughs> we, right. But that was the second one, yes. But, but you know. The third one walking, one, Lord God. have mercy. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, he was Miss in the middle. T. He was in the middle. No, no, but, you know, some people, you know, their colors changed. So right, right. They, you know, really said, you know, sure, no, they buy their fruits so his fruits and, his and everything changed. But he was anyway, the second one. But thank what? God they were two. Sick men and thank God, my I, 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 I love is well. Well, thanks for letting me. uh children. Let
1: family. me ask you that yes. question. I'm glad you hung out with me today. Have a blessed rest of the day. Thank okay. You, thank
5: you very much for the topic. You're, you got you're, it. You're, thank you for sharing so much wisdom and opportunity on the platform for us to ask many questions. So we you got it. There's a better, better lifestyle. Thank you. God so much. bless
1: you. Well, let me go ahead thank and get you. one more call in before we end the first half hour's topic. Then we're going to turn the corner a completely different topic for. Uh, tough Topic Tuesday. Let's take Sarah from Maryland. Uh, hi, Sarah. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you?
6: I'm doing great. How are you doing today?
1: Oh, I'm alive and grateful. You're my final caller before the 3.30 break. What do you think about today's topic?
6: Wonderful. I think you could spend the whole rest of the week in the same topic and <laughs> you still have so many feedback uh, regarding this. And, and I think a uh, I love uh, the beginning when you say, you know, what would be a decision for your a daughter um, about a husband that is not, doesn't have worked for years and and is not prepared, is not ready to get married. Right. I totally agree with that. They consider that. That's um, right. But the, the the one part that I was thinking, I was thinking about what what romance means to people these days and the days that we live in, uh, because sometimes. Uh, Romance uh, is it's something might mean something more uh, spiritual and meaningful to people than just when people think about romance. I hear people, actually younger generations, they're thinking about sex, not actually right. romance, about kind, about affection right. and, and, and building up relationships that go beyond the physical, you know? Right, right. So, so I, I think I think that, and I like the way you 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 put the the both questions on both sides because men have to be very careful because some women might be give them romance right you know, to get their money yeah to get their money that's and, right and be fooled and right. the same thing for yeah, the other way the other around thing. but also.
1: And, then let me jump, yes, and, and let me jump in right yes, there, Miss okay, Sarah, okay. only because I've got this break coming up. So let me let you go. When we get to the other side of the break, we're going to make a hard right and turn to a brand new author of a book called Fortune, talking about Christianity and slavery. We'll be right back.
7: It's a day of hope with food for the poor. We're inviting you to give food to children in some of the poorest countries on this side of the world. Right now, you can be an answer to prayer for families in Honduras, Guatemala, and Haiti when you dial 855-860-HOPE. That's 855-860-4673. Or when you click the red Give Life banner at Weva.com. These family stories are devastating. Imagine if it was you who had to choose each day which of your your children would eat or you had to give your children twigs just to stop their hunger pangs because of a generous match right now your gift of 144 dollars provides four children with food for a year hundreds of children are praying that a hero like you will step forward how many children can you bring back from the brink of starvation with your generous gift dial 855-860-4673 855-860 hope or click the red give life banner at weva.com
8: the Museum of the Bible presents From the Chronicles of Narnia, C.S. Lewis's The Horse and His Boy, live at the World Stage Theater January 20th through March 3rd. Come experience this epic adventure featuring lifelike puppetry, produced in arrangement with the C.S. Lewis Company. Visit museumofthebible.org to reserve your spot and for more information. Come experience the wonder and journey of The Horse and His Boy today. We'll see you at the World Stage Theater.
0: WAVA-FM is heard on HD Radio at 105.1 FM HD1 or on iHeart. Tune in and now on Radio.com.
7: Listen to Pathway to Victory with Robert Jeffress weeknights at 7 here on 105.1 FM WAVA.
0: Christian women visit iBelieve.com where they can explore the deeper issues of their faith and learn how other women have handled the challenges of being a believer. Go to iBelieve.com.
3: call my office now if we take you as a client i guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing
0: call for your free information kit 800-626-5252 that's 800-626-5252 800-626-5252
1: It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you today, friends? It's Tough Topic Tuesday here in the nation's capital, and we're in the second half of the program today, and today's topic for the second half of the program is Christians and slavery. have got a special guest on with us today, Ms. Lisa Sharon Harper. She's the author of a new book called Fortune, How Race Broke My Family and the World, and how. To repair it all. Lisa Sharon Harper is the founder of Freedom Road, a consulting group dedicated to shrinking the narrative gap. A sought after speaker, trainer, and consultant with more than a hundred thousand social media followers, Harper was written has written several books, including the critically acclaimed The Very Good Gospel, How Everything Wrong Can Be Made right she 's a columnist for several uh, publications including sirjourner 's magazine she 's been on multiple Uh, media channel. She's got a master's degree in human rights from Columbia University. She used to be uh, the church chief engagement officer of Sojourners and she's on a podcast that she runs called Freedom Road Podcast as well as co-host of The Four Podcast and author of a weekly column on Substack, The Truth Is. Most of all, she's someone I know, I like. I've had her speak at my church and she's doing a lot of good work for the kingdom of God. Lisa Sharon Harper how in the world are you?
9: (laughs) It is so great to hear your voice, Dr. Anderson. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Always good to hear your voice. I remember your book, The Very Good Gospel, and uh, you've done so much work to try to equip the church to be reconcilers. But this book seems very personal. It's called Fortune, How Race Broke My Family and the World and How to Repair It. Tell us about the title, Fortune.
9: Well, that's a great question. Well, Fortune is the namesake of the book. And she is my seven-times great-grandmother, mm. which means that she stretches back to the 10th generation in my family on this soil. The 11th generation would have been Sambo Game, her father, and Maudlin McGee, an Ulster Scotswoman who was her mother. And Ma- Ma- Maudlin came to the U.S. before it was the U.S. She came to Maryland, actually, right where you are, mm-hmm. um, on the eastern shore as an indentured servant back in 1682. And uh, a few years later, Sambo was boarded um, aboard the Speedwell slave ship um, from the Gambia River, which is right in the heart of Senegal like a carve out country that was literally established as a slave port. And his name tells us that he was likely from the region that is in Southeast Senegal, Mm. um, that kind of where Mali, Senegal and Guinea meet. And so his name also means second son. So two ships Bore, um, sailed across the Atlantic in very different ways. One indentured servants, and the other one enslaved people. Mm-hmm. And uh, circa eighteen, sorry, sixteen eighty six, um, Sambo made landfall here. Was brought off of the slave ship in chains, um, and was sold to Peter Dowdy, um, who was a constable, who was actually a police officer in the area in the, mm-hmm. on the eastern shore, and within months actually he met maudlin they fell in love they had an affair and maudlin gave birth to fortune Mm -hmm. what maudlin didn't understand at that time and i'm sure sambo didn't understand this is that their love affair fell squarely in the middle of the reason for the very first race laws in the colony of maryland the legislators there who were also the planter class Um, looked up and saw that there were all of these white women who were indentured servants falling in love with with enslaved black men on plantations in Maryland. And they said, we can't have that because it does two things. It confuses the racial caste system that they were just then developing. Mm -hmm. And then it also bruised their ego. And so what did they do? They outlawed marriage between white women and black men, and said, "If a white woman marries an enslaved black man, then she too shall be enslaved herself mm. and her, until her husband dies, and her children enslaved in perpetuity and so because fortune falls right in that in that equation, although her parents were not married. Um, by the time Fortune is born, just about 23 years after the, the creation of that law, the law has shaken out to say, if your mother was white, you can't be enslaved. They kind of did a reversal on that.
4: Mm-hmm.
9: But if your father was black in this equation, you will definitely be indentured. And so Fortune was indentured until the age of 31. And each subsequent generation was also indentured for two more generations. Mm -hmm. So my family um, suffered the brunt of, and the future of that line of the family, suffered the brunt of those race laws. If those race laws had never been um, uh, produced, then fortune never would have been indentured. And what we've come to understand through DNA matching and things like that that there's a very strong possibility that her indenturers were, and not just her, but the three generations that were indentured, were raping the women in the family in order to breed free labor. Mm. Um, And because every time that a new baby was born in their household, they owned it.
1: Wow. Um, So the difference between an indentured servant and a slave, what, what was life like? How was that different?
9: Really great question, so indentured servitude and slavery had almost the exact same nature um, they in both cases they were whipped in both cases they were they were even maimed actually indentured servants had ears and limbs cut off um, they were quartered sometimes for trying to um, trying to escape um, drawn and quartered. They were hung. Mm-hmm. But the only difference for indentured servants is that there was a time limit, a time stamp on the torture. Mm-hmm. So if you were enslaved, there was no time stamp. It was forever. It was in perpetuity. And it was also not just you, but your next generations. Uh-huh. And for for indentured servants, the people now this is the, the connection with the church, in the very beginning of, of Maryland slave laws. They, they said the people who would actually manage who got enslaved and who got indentured would be the farmers, the farmers themselves. But what they found, they looked up a few years later and realized, oh, my gosh, the farmers are actually forcing their indentured um, Irish and, and Ulster Scots women indentured servants to marry and have children with enslaved black men because mm. it gave them – Free labor. So as early as the 1660s, right. 1670s, they were breeding, like the, the mm. farmers had figured out a way to, um, to uh, exploit a loophole in the law and breed ah, free labor. Right. So in this Catholic colony, they clutched their pearls and they said, oh, we can't have this. So instead, what they did was they said, OK, we're going to shift who gets to decide who holds the keys to indenture or um, to enslavement to the church. So now the church became the principal arbiter, the ones that managed who got indentured and who got enslaved.
1: Wow. When we get back from our commercial break, I want to learn how the church actually managed or mismanaged this and what role can the church play in the healing and the repair of this or is that already done you know we're no longer doing indentured servitude no longer have slavery so maybe we're all done and there's no repair necessary let's see if you can convince me otherwise this is a real talk with dr david anderson my special guest lisa sharon harper the author of the book fortune
0: we'll be right back Real Talk listeners, tickets are now sold out for the Michael Jr. comedy concert, but you have another opportunity to hear the world famous comedian and thought leader. Yeah, I'm most excited believe it or not, I'm most excited about Sunday
1: when you will I'll give you a story and Ooh. we'll lead people to the Lord and you know, that's the main deal. The comedy's gonna be great. You're always good at that but what I love about your
0: heart is what's happening on Sunday. That's right. Join us for services at Bridgeway Community Church on Sunday, February January 26th at our Columbia and Owings Mills Reisterstown locations and experience the journey that Michael Jr. will take you on. It'll be a journey from ha-ha to aha. Visit bridgeway.cc for times and directions.
1: If you live in the buoy, green- Five one six forty nine sixty seven. That's two four zero five one six forty nine sixty seven. Ask for the owner, Fidel, and tell him that Doctor Anderson sent you. It's real talk with Doctor David Anderson. Talking with the author of a brand new book called Fortune How Race Broke My Family in the World and How to Repair It. If you want to join the conversation, our phone lines are now open. The phone number is 888 432 7434. We're talking about indentured servitude, slavery, and the role that Christianity and churches played, specifically in Lisa Sharon Harper's family. She's the author of this new book, and it's taking you right back to the Eastern Shore. Of Maryland and the race laws, I never knew about this, Lisa Sharon Harper. That farmers then were were breeding mixed children because they would get free indentured servitude. So it always comes back to economics, doesn't it?
9: Yes, it does. You have to follow the money. You really do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I learned. That's actually the question that I learned to ask while doing this research. Thirty years of research, by the way, on my family mm. was who does this benefit? In every single generation, you found policies, laws, things, structures, the way we did life together in the United States, and the question of who does this benefit revealed the most. Hmm. It revealed that the way that we did life, the way we have done life, has always benefited men of European descent who claim, they're not always Christian, but at least they claim hmm. to be Christian. And if you are not that, then you were always going to be subject to that class of people. Part of the reason for that is because when Europeans came to the U.S., they came from a land that had um, an understanding of humanity, that had broken humanity into a hierarchy of human belonging. And that hierarchy was a nat- what they called a natural hierarchy, meaning the noble class, the servant class, the serfs, um, the slaves. And so in almost every European culture, they really had that class system. So when they discovered, quote, discovered America, mm-hmm. what they did was they brought that hierarchy of human belonging over to America in a way that allowed all Europeans, or at least, at least the hope, of joining the noble class. Mm-hmm. So that they didn 't have to do it by heredity, as in like be in the line of the king or someone right. in his court, but now they all they had to do was be white mm. and that whiteness gave them the ability to own land, it gave them the ability to vote something they couldn't do as serfs um, or or subjects of the queen. now they were going to be citizens. In a nation. So that was, mm-hmm. that's part of the way that race worked to order the world in the U.S. So those who were not white became the permanent serf class, the permanent servant class.
4: Mm-hmm. Now
9: that's why the, the uh, mixed race children messed it up. They were like, uh, wait a minute now. Like if you go over to Virginia, um, just right next door, they had their first race law just two, year, two years before Maryland. And they were dealing with the exact opposite issue. In Virginia, they were dealing with white men raping enslaved African women, mm. and and now they are birthing, uh, they're birthing mixed race kids. And again, race class, the race caste system is confused, and egos are bruised. Right. And people are now asking, what do we do with these kids? Because, and this is the like the kicker for me about about Virginia, because english law said that citizenship passed down through the line of the father Uh uh-huh so in virginia you had a white father yes you had all these white fathers of mixed-race kids
4: Uh uh-huh
9: and so the mixed-race kids began to take their cases to court elizabeth key took her case to court in uh, 1656. And, and she was right from that, like right, right near Jamestown, right across the river mm-hmm. from Jamestown. And her her master slash father was a member of the um, House of Burgesses there, a member of of the legislature. Right. She took her case to court, and she won. Mm. Because her dad was a British citizen, therefore she should not be able to be enslaved, because in Britain, common law said you can't enslave another British citizen.
4: Right. So,
9: they, um, so a stream of people came after her and won their cases, so you know what they did? They could have, in that moment, said, you know what, we're going to do away with this. Obviously, things it's not as it was. It's all kind of muddied. We're going to just now switch to a truly capitalist society. We're going to pay people what their work is worth. We're going to give them the ability to to feed into the economy, grow our economy because more people have money. We're going to do this in a just way. No, they did not do that. Instead, what they did was they shifted where citizenship came from. They literally just passed a law that said, from here to forth, um, citizenship shall now come through the line of the mother. Wow. In perpetuity. Wow. And that is how race based slavery began in the United States, 1662.
1: So, does that mean if a black man were to rape a white woman in Virginia, the child would be free?
9: That is a great question. Um, likely, yes, the child or would have been indentured. Likely would have been indentured because she came from a white mother. Um, but the, the but you can you can bet the black man would have been yeah. hung yeah. or oh, you know, abs- drawn and quartered. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So then, what does the church do in this time period of this indentured servitude, this slavery? How great. does the church port into this?
9: So the church, um, you know, there was no separation of church and state at this time, right? The church Mm -hmm. is literally an arm of the state um, because this is now, we're still in the colonial era, um, and we have the church operating as an arm of the state with regard to the sale and uh, record keeping with regard to enslaved people that doesn't change when uh when the revolutionary war is fought Um, the church then becomes again not an arm of the state but they then begin to pass theological edicts and statements that give justification for slavery so that Their ministers, who are also slaveholders and have a lot of money, um, they can stay wealthy. Mm. Um, So you begin to see a lot of churches, including the Baptist Church, actually, they the the Southern Baptist Church fought slavery in the 1700s. But then, Mm. come the turn of the 1800s and the the 19th century. Baptist churches now are beginning to advocate for slavery and even, um, even uh, advocate for really stringent laws, especially in states like South Carolina, where my um, other ancestor who was enslaved, uh, uh-huh. who's also talked about in Fortune, was in Camden, South Carolina. So in Camden, you have the very first Baptist church uh, in the South. Hmm. And it was that pastor, um, well, the pastor of that church, not the first pastor, but a pastor of that church, that responded to Denmark v- Vesey's um, uh, an- attempted insurrection uh, by uh, fighting for more stringent slave laws. And uh, and and my ancestor's life was directly impacted by that pastor's
1: hmm. advocacy. Her book is Fortune how race broke my family and the world and how to repair it. And the cool thing about the book is you not only get her personal story, but you get a history lesson on slavery and how indentured servitude worked. And that's what we're learning today. Many of you didn't know. And I didn't know the difference between the Maryland race laws for mixed kids and the Virginia race laws for mixed kids. Thank you so much, Sharon, Lisa, Sharon Harper. When I get back, we're going to get a final word from you. This is real talk with Dr. David Anderson. Call on Fletcher Home. Your home is your investment. Put us to work for you. We're family-owned, so we take pride in every job we do. Quality work you can trust. Call the
0: pros who know. Experience counts inside or out. Put us to work for you. Is the address of your memories, a place of caring, celebration, and laughter. Your home is always looking after you, but your home needs looking after, too. Trust Fletcher Home for decks, roofing, siding, windows, and baths. You can count on, all with a lifetime guarantee. Get 50% off installation, plus no interest, no payments until 2024. Letting Fletcher take care of your home is really about taking care of you. Call 540-300-1567.
10: The greatest red carpet you'll ever walk is through your front door.
0: We're Dr. Josh and Christy Straub, marriage and leadership coaches and hosts of the Famous at Home podcast.
10: With a realistic, grace-filled look at the struggles families face today, we cover topics designed to help you become a rock star under your roof. Set healthy rhythms between work and home and build a rock solid marriage.
0: To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Famous at Home on your favorite podcast platform.
8: Christian Academy of Laurel in Maryland is having an open house tonight starting at 630 p.m. It's a fabulous opportunity for prospective and returning families to engage your child's teacher. Christian Academy of Laurel provides the special chance for parents to speak directly with faculty about classroom guidelines, curriculum, and the development of your child. Call now 301-490-1076 or visit christianacademyoflaurel.org for
10: directions. The open house starts tonight at 630 p.m. sharp. We'll see you there. by dialing 800-419-2387. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-419-2387. 800-419-2387. 800-419-2387.
1: Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I've got the author of the book, Fortune, How Race Broke My Family and the World and How to Repair It All, Lisa Sharon Harper. Lisa Sharon Harper, before the break, we were talking about that whole Virginia law and how it was different. So if you had the white father who raped a black woman and had a mixed child, that mixed child, one of them went to court and won. And then you said they changed the law completely. Can you repeat that? What law did they change?
9: Absolutely. They changed where citizenship came from citizenship because this was again a british colony at the time sixteen sixty two citizenship uh... followed british law which said citizenship comes through the line of the father. Uh-huh. So in British law, they also said you cannot enslave another British citizen. Uh-huh. So when a stream of, of mixed-race children with white fathers from who are British citizens started to come forward to the courts and say, I shouldn't be able to be enslaved because I am a British citizen, and by the way, they also said, and I've been baptized because uh-huh. according to English law, you can't you can't enslave another Christian, they changed that too. They said no longer will citizenship come through the line of the father. Now it will come through the mother in order to be able to continue the practice of raping enslaved women and breeding labor as early as 1662. But now also we are now heretofore going to say that it doesn't matter if you are a Christian. You can be enslaved.
1: Got it. And if it's a black woman, then she was never a British citizen. So, therefore, any child that That's was right. born to a black woman got it. So now you're not a citizen. anymore. Okay?
9: Exactly. And, you know, so listen, in this one law, in the first race law ever on this land that was created on this land, You have the intersection between race law, gender law, it's also the very first gender-based law, Mm -hmm. and citizenship law, all in the same law. So here what you see is that the only actual true citizen of this land in our roots, in the root system of this land are white, white men.
1: men. Wow. And so this idea of whiteness came with all these benefits. And that's why when people talk about white privilege, when you break it down like this, it all begins to make sense. But if you don't right. go back to the roots to break it down, it just seems like a a, a social issue that has just come right. up. So right. thank you so much for your work on the book. And I want uh, people to get your book. Where's the best place to get it?
9: You can get it anywhere that fine books are sold, literally everywhere. And you can come to my website at lisasharonharper.com to learn more. And I just want to say this, Dr. Anderson, if I might. Mm-hmm. Um, this this is not a book just about slavery. It's a book about how we have chosen as a nation and as a church to make choices that benefit some to the expense of others in a way that has um, created Protected and entrenched a hierarchy of human belonging that is counter to the Scripture. The mm. Scripture says on the first page that all cre- all humanity is created in the image of God. All humanity is called and created with the capacity to exercise stewardship of the world. Mm. And yet we crafted a world that said only some could. So in order for us to fix, to repair what race broke in the world, we need to do some truth telling, some confession. We need to do some repair, i.e. repentance. Mm -hmm. And we need to do some forgiving for the things that can never be broken.
1: Wow. I hope
9: you'll learn more by getting the book.
1: Absolutely. It's very well worth it. Thank you for your 30 years of work. And I pray that many people will read it. Okay. Lord bless you. Thank you. And, Lord Jesus, as we leave today's show, we pray that your presence doesn't leave us. Thank you for the work of Lisa Sharon Harper and for her book, Fortune. We pray many blessings upon her. And may the world be changed because of her great work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you.